Hello, and welcome to Outer Spaces, a podcast dedicated to empowering designers and contractors in the outdoor living space. Through this show, I hope to create a powerful resource for you, someone who is trying to grow their company, but might not have all the tools and processes to do so. On Outer Spaces, we're passionate about breaking the chains of small mindsets and helping contractors just like you take control of their businesses and their lives. My name is Joshua Gillow, and through my 25 years of dirt under the nails experience, I look forward to sharing tips, strategies, and other contractor success stories here on the Outer Spaces podcast. Now, let's get on with the show. Hello, welcome back to the Outer Spaces podcast sponsored by Yes Express. And uh, today we have, and I always say this, that we have super special guests on, but today I've known this guest more than any other guests that I've ever had on the podcast. And I wanted to bring her on the podcast today because she's just a wealth of information. And she happened to be the first person I hired a master plan. So, and, and now she runs the company. So I wanted to bring her on today and talk a little bit about what it's like to be the first in a company, what she was looking for in the business, what I was looking for, how we made the transition. Because uh, to be quite honest with you, I was scared to death uh, to bring somebody in and start handing off things that I've always done myself. And my ego was kicked in at that point. I thought I did it really, really freaking well. And then I realized that she was a hell of a lot better that, than me. But anyway, um, so now she is the director of operations at Master Plan's been doing it now seven plus years. Um, she also has the Frontline Mastermind where she trains women only uh, about how to do what she does here at Master Plan and, and uh, how to you know become that valuable asset within the company and not just be answering phones and scheduling shit like no not at all like to run the business and to take that pressure off the owner so they can stay focused on the bigger mission and make sure that everything stays uh functional and, and exciting for the team and all that good stuff um so without any further ado becky zerfus welcome to the show <laughs> thanks for having me josh yeah it's kind of funny because you're one room away from me right now we're trying to do this podcast <laughs> it is, so it's kind of fun it is, it is a little strange but i'm really excited about the opportunity yeah i just so, brought it up you. to you what like an hour ago and i'm like can i put you top in a podcast and we'll tell your story how does that sound right <laughs> <laughs> if i if i know anything about joshua gillow it is be ready <laughs> for the unexpected so you know this is not really out of the norm but i'm happy to help no, that's awesome and i appreciate you taking some time and coming on and talking to us about it. So what I'd like to do first is, as I always do, is dig into the, you know, your past a little bit, find out where you come from, um, all that good stuff so that we can get a sense of how you got into this industry, how you found our ad and how, you know, it became now seven plus, you know, almost oh, no more than seven years now that you've been with us and, and uh, kicking ass and taking names. So tell us a little bit about yourself. <laughs> So my background, um, my college education is in communications. Um, I had a minor in, um, I had a minor in marketing, um, but through real world experience, I realized that marketing wasn't really exciting. Uh, so like a lot of people, when you graduate college, you don't really know what to dive into. Um, so basically I just knew that my background was best serving me in client experience and customer service. Like that's where my passion is. I love helping people. So that came in to play in a few different scenarios. So I was a marketing assistant for a whitewater rafting company for a while. Um, and then I was an office manager at an HVAC and electrical company. And then I ended up here at Master Plan. So basically, my background is in client experience, customer service. 
Um, I did have a crash course when I worked for Disney way back in the day. That's the biggest crash course you will ever get about uh, satisfied customers. I'll tell you that. But, um, you know, just making people happy is where my passion is. And that's that's what landed me here. I love that. So I have to go into the Disney thing a little bit. So tell tell us a story <laughs> or two that might have come up from those days. And what was it like to work at Disney? And would you ever go back? I feel like they're listening. So I'll choose my words wisely. <laughs> the mouse is listening. <laughs> <laughs> Always. Um, so I will definitely say it was an interesting experience. Uh, some of the really great things I learned there was how to make magic happen. Because we, as they say, it's the most magical place on earth. But really, it's a crash course on how to handle things um, as they pop up, especially with children that, uh, you know, there's their parents are spending a lot of money to be there. That's one. But children have the craziest questions and you have to be on your toes and you have to follow like a, a very loose protocol on how to answer those things to keep that magic alive. So, for instance, um, if someone a little uh, girl or a little boy comes over and says, you know, Mickey, oh, my gosh, I'm so excited to see them. They're right over there. But. I just saw Mickey over there. How are there two Mickeys? You know, you have to have an answer for that. And it has to make sense. Um, and of course, we have just little things like that happen all of the time where you just need to explain why and how, but to keep that magical explanation. Yeah. So that was a crash course on how to be on your toes all the time. Oh, <laughs> That's bet. for I sure. Bet. How many kids did you see cry when they figured out that it wasn't magic? <laughs> <laughs> numerous and you know it's so funny because i had friends that were characters that were wearing the big heads and in the costumes and everything so to behind the scenes cast members it's not magical at all yeah, yeah. <laughs> i know lauren is piglet and i know that jeremy is aladdin you know it's just so funny to hang out with them all the time but as soon as you're on scene when you are on stage, we call it on stage. When you're on stage, that's when you drop the personas, you drop the friendships, you are just there to make it happen. Yeah. So that was a really great crash course on how, as I mentioned, to be on your toes, to handle situations. And you know, you're always being watched to be quite honest. So you need to make sure that everything is always proper as well. Okay, no, that makes sense, makes sense. So yeah, that's something. So to the client experience, and you know, guys listening out there and girls listening, you know, I, I had no idea that she was from Disney or anything like that. I put out an ad on, uh, I think Indeed at the time or Monster, one or the other, and she found it somewhere and reached out. And I was, you know, I was nervous in the beginning because I'm thinking like, all right, well, I've been, you know, I've been in this business now for, you know, many years before the family business and did everything there, uh, you know, as far as the design and the sales and the um, customer experience, all of that stuff, right? And, and also the bookkeeping and just name it, it was done that way, right? So anyway, so when I started Master Plan, I said, I'm not going to get stuck there. That's where I got stuck before. And, but I didn't know when the right time was to pull the trigger and bring somebody on. And I actually had a, a lady that came on for a few, I think it was like a week or two maybe, and just wasn't a good fit. And I knew right away that it wasn't a good fit. And we both agreed with that. So I let her go. And then I put the ad back out, but I was a little nervous, a little gun shy. Cause I'm like, what, how do I start peeling these different responsibilities off and handing them to somebody? How can I trust somebody else is going to have my customer's best interest in mind that they're going to think like me or do stuff like me. And, and it, it really was a me show. <laughs> Let's be quite honest with you. Right. I was like, how am I going to do, have fun, somebody actually, you know, line up and do what I do. And um, so it took a huge leap of faith. And like I said, the first one didn't work out. And I said, no, this is meant to be something else. So uh, with that being the case, we, you know, I, Becky came in and we interviewed and, you know, I remember you were just very 
straightforward. Like you were, there was no bullshit. It was just, you were, you know, <laughs> called a spade a spade. And I was like, okay, she seems like someone I can direct. She's good. Like it's, it should be, what the hell? Let's roll the dice. Let's see what happens. And I know you were in the process of kind of getting out of another, um, you know, a rela business relationship with uh, the last uh, employer and it kind of happened faster than you expected. So next thing you know, you're yeah. calling me early, like, can you let me in a little early? And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but yeah, I remember that was a yeah. great time. And, and I was nervous as hell you coming on board, figuring out like, okay, what am I going to keep her busy with? Like, I can think of like a couple of things, but so, so talk to me about how that transition went for you. And I know you were in HVAC before, how some of that came across. Like, how did the first few weeks feel for you? I want the listeners to hear not just from my side, the owner's side, but I want them to listen to from the actual team member side and how that transition and what excited you about the position? What got you going? What were you like? I don't really understand. What were you looking for? Well, let's backtrack a little bit. Um, to talk about my experience before I joined Masterplan. So you had mentioned that I was in transition, I was looking to leave and I was looking for something else. Yep. Um, the reason that was is, I'm sure a lot of people can relate that there are toxic work environments out there. Um, whether you wanna call it that, if you wanna give it that name, but they exist. Um, in my opinion, people don't leave jobs, they don't leave careers, they leave bad management, they leave bad environments. Uh, so I found myself in a bad environment that was playing favorites and just it just wasn't conducive to growth. It wasn't conducive to being happy and showing up happy. It was always like that pit in your stomach mm -hmm. situation. Um, so when I started feeling that, I'm like, this, this cannot be the rest of my life. At that point, I was at that uh, in that position and at that job for five, five and a half years or so. But I just couldn't see having that feeling every day or leaving with that feeling. So as soon as I started um, feeling that sensation, I knew it was time to move on. Um, and as you mentioned, you had uh, your ad on Indeed and a couple other places, but where I actually found you and your posting was Craigslist. Wow, okay. <laughs> to be quite okay. honest, that is where I initially found the listing. And I'm sure that when you put uh, listings out on Indeed or Monster or anything like that, it's kind of like that spider web. You never quite know where it goes. Yeah. But when you're looking for someone for a position, especially the new position, you're going to put it everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> there are eyes everywhere. How you find me is how you find me. But um, I was sitting with my husband on the couch after one of those days where I had that pit in my stomach. And it was right around the holidays, honestly. And I was like, you know what? I'm looking everywhere. So I did go on Deed. I did go on Monster, but I found you on Craigslist. And I looked at him and I was like, I'm going to go for it. I'm, I just, I had sent out applications at that point to real estate companies and dentist office. Like I just needed to get out. Mm. Um, so uh, when you had responded like, yeah, let's set up a phone call. Let's set up uh, in-person uh, an interview and everything. I jumped on the chance. So that was where I came from. Mm -hmm. it, it was almost like a dark place and I was looking for light somewhere. Mm -hmm. So that's how I found the listing. And um, the funny thing is when we had scheduled our initial call, just like kind of like a soft interview mm -hmm. on the phone, I was sitting in my car outside of my current office <laughs> <laughs> and my boss pulled in right behind me. And I don't know if he thought I was casing the joint after hours or something, but I thought that was funny. So I'm having an interview with my potential boss right out in front of my 
current boss. So that was interesting. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was really excited when you wanted to dedicate time to our interview. And if I remember correctly, our interview was probably like two, two and a half hours. It was lengthy. Yeah. It really was. But I went home feeling very confident because what interview would be two, two and a half hours? Yeah. I felt you were just as committed to finding the right person as committed as I was to find the right place. So I feel like the initial interview was very in depth because we're looking for the right fit. Yeah. But we probably didn't know it in each other at that time because we're perfect strangers. That's correct. Yeah, no, I remember that. I remember thinking like, all right, well, you know, she's, she seems really nice. She seems like she can get shit done. You know, she seems like a good, I, I have the words now, but I didn't know then like a good integrator, somebody who could just get shit done. Right. And I'm like, all right, that's kind of cool, but I've, I've never really had one of them on my team before. I didn't know how to, how to manage that, how to put enough road out in front of you so that you didn't get bored and take off. You know what I mean? So talk through the first, you know, few weeks of being here at master plan and, and how the transition went. So anybody out there thinking about doing this, you know, and adding a director of operations to their business, uh, which I highly, highly recommend, um, to, to get a sense of what those first few weeks would look like. To be honest, um, the first few weeks, I didn't know what to expect either. So I was uh, an office manager going into an office manager position, but small business to small business that can look very different uh, depending on the leader yeah. that is there. Um, so the first couple of weeks here, it was it was feeling it out. What do you need help with? What can I take off your plate? These are where my strengths are. How do you see that? coming into play for what you need. It's definitely going to be um, a collaboration. You need to open up yourself as a leader and as an employee, a team member, um, because you can't read minds. Mm. You know, you, you, no one knows everything. So having that collaboration to see what you need and what I can provide and how we can meet up in the middle yeah. to actually uh, accomplish that is going to be super, super helpful. So the first couple of weeks at Master Plan was very exploratory. Of course, you have um, bank slips and deposits and things that will never change. That is just across the board, always going to be the same. Uh, you just have different routing numbers at that point. But how each business is ran is what you need to learn because it's not just a task. It's not just a thing to do. It's not a clock in, clock out. When you are in the right position with the right leadership, you would want to learn that business inside and out. And I think that is what creates really great team members for a small business. No, I totally agree. I totally agree. And I remember in the very beginning, it's, you know, I had a list of things that I wrote down over time of the things that I did. So I just started writing out lists. Like, what do I do on an average day? You know, and that's what really started the process for me. And I had, you know, 20, 30, 50 things, whatever listed on there. I'm like, okay, which ones do, uh, do I want to, you know, have Becky take over, you know, over time. And I didn't expect her to hit it right off the bat. I didn't say, you know, here's my schedule, figure it out. Goodbye. Like, no, it's like, okay, let's work together. What does this mean? What does that mean? How, how long do you need for this? Like, and, and Becky has a, a mind that it's like a vault, right? So once she, once you tell her something, she remembers it and it, it's, she can lock those things in, which makes it nice. You don't have to do things twice as the owner, right? So she can take those, those, uh, pressures and burdens and things off your shoulders. And, you know, when it come down to, uh, just scheduling, for instance, or taking phone calls, like that was a big scare for me. I'm thinking like, how is she going to know what I'm thinking? Maybe I don't want to go on appointments on Tuesday nights. And I typically know that, but if I tell her that I'll look weak. So I'm like, just had to be honest and be like, Hey, here's, here's what it is. Here's what we're looking for. And, and then the next thing was, all right, how is she going to speak to our clients? You know, how I, I've been doing this forever at that point was probably, 
was about 18 years I'd been in business and I've been doing this forever. And I'm like, I know the, I know the environment, I know the people, I know all that stuff. How is she going to know when she's coming from the HVAC world, how she's going to, you know, have that conversation with clients and be able to vet them in the beginning and set this up. And is she going to remember to say things or not? It's like, there's it, it a lot of worry in the beginning because I'd never had someone to take over that position. So I just had to trust. And the, the biggest secret for me that I can bestow upon you on, on the, uh, you know, as listeners, when it comes to trust is trust is an inside game. If you don't trust yourself, then trusting somebody else becomes significantly more difficult. So I had to go in, I was faced with a, a conundrum at that point. I had to go in and say, okay, what don't I trust about her? Why couldn't she do a better job? Why is it that I- Tell me more, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> why, why wouldn't I, you know, just say, let's see what happens, right? We got to just have blind faith and trust. And, you know, I, I had to work on some of that personally myself. And then she took over. And, and the next thing you know, like, I'm like, holy crap, she's a hell of a lot better at this than I am. Right. And it just, it kept extrapolating that way. And, she, and then she would find other things. And I'd be like, hey, Becky, you can take care of this. And pretty soon she just grabs and goes. Chris got that. Got it. Got it. Got it. She may need some guidance here and there. That's fine. We all need guidance. We don't pick it up perfectly in the beginning. And we both learn. There is so much that she's taught me over these years that has made me a better person because of her ability to stay, you know, paint within the lines and stay focused because that's one thing I struggle with at times because I, I see the big picture, right? As I should as an entrepreneur, I see the big picture, the bigger, longer meaning of it all. And she has to bring that back down the reality and create an environment where we can actually put the rubber to the road and put the tire on the road as opposed to just being up in the air the whole time. So uh, I know I'm kind of uh, snagging this conversation right now, but anyway, so First few weeks, you know, you're in, you're running, you're having a good time. Uh, I'm learning how to trust. I'm learning how to, you know, I wrote down a bunch of stuff I'm doing. I'm handing things off and we're going from there. So how was that the first few weeks for you after you started getting a little bit more balance? Well, when you, when you say that you had insecurities of trust and you didn't know if I could take things over and how is she going to do it the way I do it, you know? The funny thing is the, those exact things I was feeling about myself. Mm. So those insecurities of how can I trust and how can she do it the exact way and stuff like that, I was already feeling that same thing. So that's why I think that having that open book, that transparency yeah. is going to be so critical to not just have it be a boss employee relationship. Right. You know, when you have an open conversation, that's where the growth happens. Um, definitely coming from the environment I was in and also the trade that I was in was severely different yeah. than what I was stepping into. So this was a huge learning experience for me. Yes, I had a special set of skills, but, <laughs> um, you know, I, I had to learn as I was going and, you know, trusting you as a leader and a boss, trusting someone to come in to learn those things, I'm sure was a huge hurdle for you. Yeah. Um, you know, thinking about that type of scenario, I would feel the same thing. How is it going to be as good or if not better, yep. hopefully better. So thinking about that and, you know, being in this new environment, um, I was a sponge. I just needed to soak everything up. I wanted to learn it all, do it all, have all the experiences. Um, most people sitting, you know, coming into a new business, a new small business, just throw them into it. That is going to be the best learning experience. I remember some of the first phone calls I had with initial clients. Uh, at that point, we weren't scripted and we didn't have uh, so much of a framework. And I felt that coming from an environment where it was selling uh, mini splits and things like that, like everyone was a client, everyone was a customer. Yeah. But now transitioned to a place where 
sometimes you're not the right fit for each other. That was a severe mind switch for me. So having some phone calls where clients are always going to throw you off and come from left field, that was interesting. Um, One of the first phone calls I remember was a potential client and she said, this is my project. My husband's not gonna be involved, he trusts me. But I know from talking to you for a few weeks, no, every decision maker needs to be on the call. And that stuck with me. But I wasn't equipped to have the explanation for it. So I thought I was in deep shit because I didn't know how to talk to this woman. Um, But, you know, red flags were already popping up with her phone call. So she wouldn't have been a client, but she painted herself in that path of this is mine. This is me forget about him, but he lives here. So that was the first uh, crazy situation I was in to talk to you about, because if I'm having that insecurity and then it actually produces itself on that first phone call, I'm like, crap, I need to talk to him about this because you can only get better when you bring things to light. So looking for someone to be in the office in whatever capacity that actually feels comfortable speaking. Yeah and speaking their mind and bringing things to light is going to be super crucial to have that team member that's going to grow with you. I think anyway. No, I not I agree. And you know, it's since the beginning, it was always about communication, right? And I had to grow as a communicator because I'm used to dealing with guys on job sites and that kind of stuff. And then to have a woman in the office that's kind of running the place, you know, and try to make that transition and, and put my guys out there listening. Girls are smarter than this. So I'm just going to say the guys out there listening, you know, you put your ego aside. You know, you have to sit back and say, holy shit, maybe there is somebody out there that can do it better than me. And maybe she needs to get kind of pushed up with more opportunities and more responsibility because she'll probably fucking crush it. Right. So what I never wanted for Becky is for her to come in and be like, all right, well, you're going to answer the phones and answer emails and just keep me looking good like that. That's that's soul sucking. That's not how you build a team. And, you know, it's it's it's. It's always about putting yourself in the position of somebody else saying like, okay, if I was in that position, what would I want? I would want as much autonomy as possible. I'd want as much way to make my own decisions and move forward in my own way that is best fulfilling to the team and to the mission. But everyone needs to have their their opportunity to put their spin on that. And oftentimes, as it was with Becky, you know, her ideas were a hell of a lot better than mine. Right. When it comes to these different plans, we get together and we be the brain trust of figuring out systems and processes because I had someone I first started. Uh, but, you know, they, I was me. And if it's just one person following a system or process, you know, what happens is you're like, I can skip steps three, four and five because I already know what the answer is. I'm just going to go right to six or seven, whatever. And pre- pretty soon you're screwing yourself because you're screwing your own processes where someone like Becky, where she's like, no, no, she's done this many times. How many times have you done this, Becky, where I'm like, hey, we're just going to skip and just do this. You're like, no, it's not the no, way we laid it no. out. And I'm like, you're right. <laughs> Damn it. You're right. <laughs> Has that happened before? I'll never get tired. I'll never be tired of hearing you're right. Just so you know, you can always say that. <laughs> but it's it's incredible. Um, no, it's it's, it's very true. I am very um, logistical. If there's a process, you need to follow it. Some might call that rigid, but in business, you kind of have to follow that process to a T. Yeah. Because as soon as you make exceptions for one, that one person talks to another person and that's not how that situation goes. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's setting that expectation. Yeah. So having processes in place and following them, you can obviously definitely, and I know I do, I have fun with these processes. I love connecting with people. That's what brings the human element 
to something so rigid as a process. Mm. Um, but having them in place gives you the framework for success. Yep. And I don't say that lightly. I say that because that's our experience. We've been very successful in following a framework and learning and it always adapts. It, it changes all the time. But as long as it's a company-wide language and a system, it's going to be successful. And you're going to see that, um, of course, with your numbers, but also, of course, with your testimonials from your clients, that five-star review, that experience. People are programmed to look at contractors or de design build services or something like that as a transaction. But we're trying to be transformational. Yep. So the difference is in that sauce. It's the different ingredients to get that recipe. Absolutely. No, you're definitely right on there. You know, but again, the, the transition from none to two or one to two, if you will, and having somebody take over those parts, you know, what was your biggest struggle in the beginning with the um, uh, coming on board? Obviously, I'm new at this, having somebody on the team doing what you're doing, you know, managing the uh, the front lines. Um, you know, what were some of the struggles you had with me in the very beginning? Do you remember many that came up? I mean, uh, it's, you can be honest. Oh, I will always be honest. Honestly, in the beginning, uh, we, we were in close quarters. It was a small office, yep. you know, that was, that was very nerve wracking because you could hear me on the phone with these clients and you could see my screen on, you know, like that was definitely nerve wracking. So close proximity was interesting, but I feel that while you had your, your bag that you had to handle, you were designing and you were still running the business and all of that. And I'm coming in very green. Um, my struggles were, I like to communicate, talk to me more, you know, um, I wanted to know, the goods and the bads, you know, if I was doing something wrong, of course, don't say you suck at this. I mean, you're not going to get great results from that. But, um, you know, having that constructive criticism, I wasn't really receiving that. So I was kind of floating in like this purgatory. Am I doing well? Am I not doing well? Yeah. You know, so I just kept kind of I was just floating around. Um, but I was trying trying to prove myself and to get better at what I was doing. Yeah. So I would say for someone um, that is looking for someone to come into the office, being very open and communicative is only going to be to your benefit. Um, as I mentioned before, no one's a mind reader. So it's a collaboration. As soon as you start talking about your expectations, that person can grow into that role. Um, I remember within the first, probably the first week and a half, I'm on a Skype with a web developer in Pakistan. So that was, I was thrown into it. Yep, so, yep. you know, don't be afraid to trust and don't be afraid to give responsibility. People will prove themselves in that responsibility. I know that's how I learn best and I, I do want to prove myself. So having someone in the office that you can trust to grow is going to be awesome. You're going to surprise yourself with how hard it was to trust and let go, but how easy it was to get the results you were looking for. Yeah, or even better. Yeah, I mean, you, you constantly yeah. fascinate me with how, how well you do things. And, you know, in the beginning, I know yeah. that it, actually my wife taught me this, but I, now when I'm working with, you know, with women uh, back and forth, not even just women, but this works best. I want to teach you guys a little secret here. You know, when they're when they're talking, when they're saying things, it's not always because they want a problem solved. You know, I felt like I was a hammer most of my life. My wife would say something to me. So everything was a nail and I was the hammer. I'm like, yeah, I'll solve that. I got it. I got it. Because all day long, that's what I do in business. I solve problems constantly putting out fires. That's what I do. So I get home at the end of the day and a wife says something. It's like, I got it. She's like, no, 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 stop. 
I don't want you to solve the problem. I just want you to listen. And I'm like, but why would you talk if it is not a problem that I can solve? Like, what the hell point? What's the point? <laughs> right. So I, again, I'm, I'm learning every day. So I learned along the lines that, you know, sometimes women just like to talk it out and just want to just vent it out. And, you know, I, I was like, OK, good. So I got to come up with some kind of a system for that. <laughs> right. Because that's how I think. So the question is, would you like me just to listen or are you looking for me to solve this problem? That's a question that I'll ask my wife and sometimes even Becky, you know, I'll be like, are you listening? Want me to just listen or are you looking for me to solve this problem? And, you know, and the funny part is when I say, I just want you to listen, I'm like, pressure's off. My ears are all yours. You know, it's kind of cool. But they're like, solve the problem. Like, okay, I'm the hammer again. So it's, it's detaching your mind from that and thinking that, okay, maybe, and it doesn't have to be women. I'm just using that as a joke here. But the reality is it could be anybody. The question really is to your clients when you're saying stuff, like we have clients, Becky can attest to this, that have clients that all they want to do is have somebody who cares that they want to vent to. We're working with one right now that's like that. She's sending in things that she's yes. venting. She's not blaming, blah, blah, blah. But she's just wants somebody who cares to listen. And, you know, the question is, are we trying to hit that nail with a hammer and trying to solve problems? Which in this case, there are no. It was a township situation. So there's not a whole lot we can do with that. Or do they just want to vent? Right? You don't have to directly ask them the question, do you want me to solve this or just listen? But you can get a sense over time as you develop that skill that they just want to talk. It's okay. Just let them talk. I, I don't ask my wife much anymore because I know. But if I'm curious and I don't know, or if Becky said something and I'm like, am I supposed to be fixing a problem or listening? I'll ask. Again, it's communication. <laughs> and they laugh like she's doing right now. She'll be like, oh, okay, cool. And my wife's like, sweet. So I don't have to have you come back and say something. And I get pissed because, you know, they're like, I didn't want you to solve that. I'm like, well, then what the fuck did you ask me a question for that everybody's pissy at each other? You know what I mean? So ask it up front. Communication is so key. And that's the phone in the office. Work never stops. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> the phones are ringing. Sorry, I forgot to silence that. But um, no, you're, you're bringing up a great point because that is directly related into how the relationships um, start to form with your clients, you know, for some businesses that don't have the time or don't care or whatever, they just say, okay, they're mad. I'm going to understand they're mad. And then they're going to move on with building or whatever process that they're in. But that sullies the experience for the client. Yeah. Um, so when I hear that a client is upset or something's not going right, give your client the respect of listening. Yeah. Like, I am not a licensed therapist, but I can pretend to be. So <laughs> tell me what, tell me what is going on. Um, what are you feeling? What's your experience? I want to know the bad as well as the good, because that's how we're going to find a common ground here. So as soon as they vent, that's where I can either find a solution or say, let me look into that. But they know that they're heard. Yes. That is so epically drastic from one side to the other. If you're listening, it's beautiful. It's wonderful. It's going to be such a benefit to that experience for your client. But if you're not listening on the other side of that coin, it's a horrible experience. And they are going to share that experience with other people. Yep. You see, so if you spend the time and you actually connect with your clients, that word of mouth is going to be wonderful as opposed to just a nail in the coffin. Absolutely. And um, I mean, it, it's super important communication, guys and girls out there. You know, it's a matter of and the girls know this better than the guys, but it's it's about being vulnerable, too. Right. It's about being vulnerable as many times that we've talked through things or I've had conversations with Becky where I, I cry at times because it's, it's it's so profound, whatever it is. Right. So I'm not afraid to, to show my true personality in front of her uh, or any of the team for that matter. 
uh, because that's just how I am. I'm not putting on a facade as the boss and then I go back and somebody else. Like I've taken that wall down a long time ago and I've seen nothing but but growth in that idea of taking those walls down and just being who I am 24 hours a day. Um, you know, there's times that we, I come over to the office, my office is next door and, and the main office is, is uh, on the other side of the wall and, and I'll come over and we'll have a conversation and Becky now, and we'll just be talking about some basic stuff and an hour later, we have solved some gigantic yeah. problem that we didn't even, you know, she'll bring something up going on a project. It'll just lock in at a certain point. Next thing you know, we're set up a system and that problem is solved. We're good. All because we had a communication. We, we had a conversation. It's not like, Becky, you got to get here. And you got to work for eight hours straight. I don't want you doing anything like, no, they humans have to have space and we can't always be producing constantly. So our expectations as owners has to change because humans have human experience. So if we can stop and have a good careful I say careful, meaning just lots of care within the conversation. And actually, where are you? How are you feeling about this? You know, the pressure too much, like actually get into it. The next thing you know, and Becky, you tell me if this is, if you feel this or not, but you actually feel like you, you're not just that transaction, if you will, each week, but you're actually part of a bigger mission or a bigger goal or a bigger life experience. Is that, would you say that's true? Or would you say I'm full of shit? I would definitely say that that is true. If you give your team members the space to actually do what they need to do, they are going to go above and beyond what you're what you're expecting. To be quite honest, they want to see the growth. They want to see the movement. Um, but treating your team members like human beings—that is what's going to create a very beautiful, cultivated environment. Um, you know, for example, you have a team member come in and they're in a bad mood and they're short and just not, they don't want to be there. You know that they don't want to be there. It's not because of you. Most times everyone has a life outside those doors. Mm -hmm. It could be something outside with family member or friend or something like that, but everyone is human. Don't take everything so personally. As soon as you can have that human to human conversation, you might, as you mentioned, be able to listen or be able to help solve that problem. But if you have that mutual respect, it's going to get lighter in the office. That bad mood turns into, all right, everything, everything is okay. Yep. You know, so if you can treat each other with that mutual respect, it is definitely going to be that beautiful environment that you're looking for. No, for sure. And I have a philosophy that everyone's innocent until proven guilty. You know what I mean? And others would be like, oh, you're guilty until you're proven innocent or something to that effect. And if you come in with a negative mindset like that, you're going to you're going to push that. You're going to project that onto somebody else. And then, you know, they're going to be super self-conscious and all that stuff. So if you're like, look, everything's cool until it's not. And this give it some space. That mindset will, will set you free, you know, because she's Becky in this case, you know, she's brought a lot of amazing ideas to master plan. It wouldn't be where it is right now without you know, all of her amazing input and thoughts. And, but as the owner, you got to be open to that. You got to be open to the idea that you don't have all the answers and that others can bring them in uh, regardless of where they are in the team. And to think about your team members as all family within that environment, within that, uh, you know, the culture of the company, and they all want to see it grow, but they need to have a direction. Like, where are we all going? If Becky says, well, I kind of see this business kind of going this way and I'm thinking something totally different. And then, you know, other team members are like, I don't really like that idea at all. I'd rather go here. That's a major problem. So we all have to unite under uh, an idea or, or a, a growth plan or whatever it might be. And it can be framed really, really tight or it can have a big wide open frame. It really depends. But that everybody's rowing in the same direction with how we have a conversation with people, how we go all the way through. But also the bigger point is, where are we going with this? 
Because, you know, there's been times, Becky, and you can be fully honest here, you know, there's there's times that throughout that I've dropped the ball, that I've, you know, focused on other things and it was your yearly review and I fucking botched it because I'm like, I only need an hour for this. I can blow through this pretty quick. But you weren't looking for that. You were looking for how am I doing? What am I doing? What do I need to grow? And I'll be the first one to to say that I totally fucked up that one, right? I remember it clearly. But from that, <laughs> you taught me how that that should really work and that I need to slow it down and take time for these things. And from that, we created an entire model of how to do that effectively. And I feel so much more, I feel better inside, more fulfilled with that conversation. And, you know, I hope you do as well as we move through these things. So there's, it's not always rainbows and unicorns. There's times as owners, you're going to fuck up. That's just what it is. But communication, caring and communication is what brings that around and helps you grow. You take that seed and you plant it and it comes this incredible thing. So, you know, when we went through that, Becky, like I know we've, uh, we did that. So how did you feel? How did we get through that? I want to hear it from your perspective. Uh, only because, you know, others out there, they think that if they fuck up that everyone's going to hate them or whatever, like it, there's a growth that goes with this. We don't have all the answers as owners. No one has all the answers. And if you claim that you do, you're full of shit, yeah, <laughs> to be quite honest. Um, so speaking of that instant specifically, um, it was our annual review. It was probably my sixth year yep. here at the company. I was, I, I, should have I get better. jazzed yeah. for, <laughs> <laughs> I get jazzed for, for reviews, annual reviews, because you need to know where you've come from, where you're going, how you're doing. You get to talk about the wins and the losses. You know, it's a great uh, yearly review of everything, not just personally, but business wise. It's, I, I look forward to it. Mm. So when it came time to my review, I sat down, I was excited um, and it didn't last long. It wasn't really in depth. It didn't really hit many pinpoints. It just, it was off. And I remember as it was dwindling uh, down, I was like, well, this wasn't really a review at all. <laughs> we were talking about things here and there, but there was no meat on those bones. And, you know, I am a very emotional person. What I feel is what you see. And I was like, all right, I need to get out of here. This is dying anyway. So for the next two days, I chomped on it. You know, it just didn't sit right with me. And on that third day, I was like, all right, we need to talk about this. I've, I've calmed down a little bit, but Josh, that really wasn't a review. Um, I expected a lot more. I expected more of your attention. I expected to have more in-depth conversations about what our goals were, what our goals are to be. Like, let's create a format over this because the bigger you are going to get as a business, you need these things in place. It's not just going to be, hey, come in for, in for an hour and let's shoot the shit. That, that's not a review. That is not, there's no substance to that. So from that, I actually commend you for saying, you know what? Looking back at it, I wasn't going to look back, back at it, but I know you're not happy. Let's schedule a time. Let's schedule a time and have some great questions, some great interaction. Let's talk about what last year looked like. Let's talk about what this year to come is going to look like. What are your goals? What are the goals? So you did take time to recognize that there was an issue instead of just saying, you know, sucks to be you or, you know, I'll catch it in another 365. You said, let's take some time. Let's go through it and let's actually hear each other. So I give you big props for that to recognize there was a problem and to find that solution. So as we came up on that next week, we had our review rescheduled and it was a lot better. 
we were able to talk through issues. We were to talk, we were able to talk through hopes and what our goals are and what we can crush and what we have our sights set on, not just for the company, but personally, Mm -hmm. how we can help each other as human beings and all of that, because, you know, Everyone has a life outside the doors, as I talked about, but even talking to you about the charity foundation that I'm a board member of and things like that, things can come into play and be intertwined. But just hearing each other out is super um, important in this in this uh, in this company, you know, in anybody's company. You have to listen. So that was a horrible experience turned into a wonderful experience. They say from shit comes flowers, right? So, you know, that started horribly, but we actually created processes out of that. There was a problem. Here's the solution. So now our annual reviews are more structured. Um, It doesn't have to be so rigid and firm and horrible and, you know, just a bad experience. It, It sets you up for more accomplishments. So I did. I do give you a lot of credit for recognizing that issue. Thank you. Yeah, and and it, it forced me to grow, and that's really what it was. And I remember there was like two days there where I'm like, she's not real happy with me right now, and I don't really know why. Right? <laughs> I'm like, I, I gave you a review. I mean, you're you're fucking killing it. Like, what else do you want me to tell you? You know, back to the, you know, I like to say that that guys have dog brains and girls have cat brains, right? So it's like, all right, well, we're just wired different. That's okay. I'm like, everything's good. Like, until it isn't, we're cool. But that's not what everyone in your team might want or need to know that they're doing a great job. So as the owner, as a leader, you have to be, you know, very much mindful of those things. And even if it doesn't mean a ton to you, which it does to me, I'm just saying this out loud, but if it doesn't mean like, like, I don't really need that others might. So by creating a process and I say process and systems, and I know most of you guys are yawning out there. You're thinking like, Oh my God, that's all you talk about. Right. But Mm -hmm. that's what allowed this opportunity for Becky to come in and take over master plan and to now run the company. Right. So because there's no way you can just walk away like as owners, like that's the big dream. Right. I'm going to come in. I'm going to hire people and I'm just going to walk away and sit on a beach somewhere and drink margaritas or whatever the hell you're drinking. Right. So that's the big dream. And that's such bullshit because the reality is, if that is your dream, you're going to have a lot of work between the day you hire and the day you're ready to walk out. And if you're not setting up a process and systems and starting out with the very basics where so many of our processes and systems here at Master Plan were created from necessity, and also Becky and I putting our heads together. I remember when we printed out every single step <laughs> on every step of our process, right? On one piece of paper. How thick was that ream of paper, Becky, by the time we were done? I actually still have it because the recycling company won't take it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it yeah. is it is ridiculous. Yeah. It's getting down back every granular. Every single step. Yeah, it, it's but, but mm-hmm. it seems insane. You're probably listening out there like, I got business to run. I don't got time to do that shit. And we did in the wintertime when things were a little bit slower. Right. And we said, look, we're going to go through every single process from the time the customer calls all the way through the end of the project. And then we're going to set up certain trigger points where monies are due or whatever it might be. Like we'd set up a whole framework of this stuff. But we we came together and did that. Now, there's a huge value in ownership of the team owning the system and not the boss dictating a system to the team where they're like, all right, well, uh, we have this this thing you have to follow. Like nobody wants to be told what to do. But when their ideas come into play and you're like, I thought of that. I thought of this. This is cool. Like, think about how much that lights you up when someone listens to you. So imagine how your team feels when they're coming up with ideas. Again, they're probably smarter than you are. Just deal with that. Right. When they're coming up with better ideas and you're like, damn, that's faster. Good. We're going to go with that. But being open to that and being open to not being the person who knows everything, but the person who can guide people to become the best versions of themselves so they can open up like that. If you think about it, your company and your business and your team members, it really is a family. 
Think about your own family. Not everyone has the same opinion. Not everyone likes the same things. Yep. It's a mishmash. It's the motley crew, but everyone's ideas are valid. And as you mentioned, some are going to be really stellar ideas and they're going to be better than yours. Yep. So having the opportunity to have that open communication and to realize that everyone does want to see it succeed uh, and to have it be um, just a very positive experience, that's where some really great stuff is going to happen. That's the secret in the sauce. And one thing I do want to point out is that your front lines or whoever you're going to hire, whoever is in the office with you, don't just look at them as an office manager or a secretary's First time I got called a secretary, I wanted to punch the guy out, I'll tell you that. But, um, you know, the team members you have in place are full of potential. So putting someone in a box, that is untapped potential. Once you realize that everyone has value within the company, that potential is going to soar. You know, just going from an office manager to the director of operations, you gave me that space. I took it by the horns and I ran with it. So untapped potential is everywhere. You need to recognize the value in your team members because they are going to take that to places that you didn't even think was imaginable. And that's not bullshit. That is straight up truth. Yeah. I mean, it, just to watch you rise has just been so powerful to, just to watch you take over and take control and sit back and just watch. It's been incredible. I mean, you come with questions and things, but oftentimes you're taking over, you take over a whole CRM development, all of that stuff. You just like, I know exactly what I want to do. And I'm like, that's cool. Do it. Right. And, but, but to your point, so many out there, and I did in the beginning too, Becky, when I first hired you, I thought, okay, good. I've got a secretary or an, or an office manager. She'll take care of everything in the office. And that's where it ends, right? She's going to answer phone. She's going to email and schedule and probably open up mail and, you know, yell at the cat or whatever. Like there's, there's not much value there. They just do shit that is just below me, right? That kind of a concept, it's just, that stuff is, I don't have time for that kind of stuff. I own a business, so I need some, some little girl to take care of that stuff for me. And I'm telling you right mm. now out there, if you think that way, you're a fucking moron because I was a moron in the beginning until I saw what was possible. And Becky made that, it, it happened right in front of my eyes. She changed my perspective of that. She changed it in a way that she's like, you know what? That is not who I am. No one will ever hold me down. It, it's the old story. Think she can do it? watch me and she just takes off it's, it's <laughs> yeah. incredible so my i think to her point and my point as well is that you may have tons of untapped potential sitting in your front lines right now somebody maybe you don't have anybody yet but if you do have people that are answering the phone and doing stuff those women potentially women or guys doesn't matter they have the potential to be an incredible asset to the company becky runs master plan they keep me around for entertainment and probably what two meetings a week right? I probably distract <laughs> you more than you actually need me to. The point is the only way that happens and the only way that's possible is when you give that kind of uh, responsibility and, and, and uh, uh, you know, autonomy out and be like, do it your way and let's work together to make this work. But knowing that she has everything she could ever need to do, do this, you know, do what she needs to do. She doesn't need me to sit there and direct her. She can direct herself and to leave that space open for her to do that and not think so small of what she's doing, but think about how much more she could do and just watch your light up on fire. It's incredible. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it, it's definitely true. If you give people the space, they will surprise you. Yes. Absolutely. You can't dictate everything. And the people in the front lines, they are going to know the business the most and the best 
They handle the phone calls coming in. They see what the problems are firsthand, firsthand. So instead of getting secondhand information of, well, I talked to this person, it's a problem. What do you want to do? No, the person that's handling these phone calls, these problems, these issues, even the positive things, they're going to have the best input on how to correct this, how to correct the issue. You know, it's going to be that best solution. So listening to people's ideas of the people that are right there on the front lines, they are going to have the best solutions for you. And that's where you're going to start to start to see, start to see the growth. Yep. Let them run with that. hundred percent. And, but the systems process, the way that you guys all agree is the best way to move forward is the way that everybody will move. Assuming a, you have the right people on your team, of course. Um, but B giving them the space and coming up with the solutions together, not the business owner sitting down at the end of the night saying, okay, here's the next five steps. You got to follow these. Nobody wants to be dictated to, they want to be part of the solution. So giving them that space, that autonomy to do that and sit in on meetings and be part of every detail and say, what do you guys think about that? Do you think that's the best way? So instead of as the owner that you know better than the people who are actually doing the thing every single day and not getting their input about what they're actually getting from the world is stupid. So to stop and say, okay, what are you seeing? Okay, this is what typically happens. Here's our holdup. Here's where our problem is. Okay, cool. I didn't even know that was a problem because you might be busy doing something else. So to be to listen with your full ear, not trying to solve problems, but trying to listen with your ear first and then ask the team how they would solve the problem. That was a huge thing that I learned along the way. I, I can either spend my time constantly trying to come up with solutions to, to fix things on the team again with that hammer and a nail, or I can simply ask guys, girls, what do you think? What do you think is the best solution? And my goodness, our meetings have, are so fruitful because of that. And, and you and Joe, they, you guys come up with such incredible ideas. And I'm like, that's a hell of a lot better than I thought of. My idea wasn't nearly as good. <laughs> but it's because I'm willing to acquiesce and stand back as the leader and watch and listen. Because you'll never be truly free of a business, you know, the constant responsibility of everything until you actually let others make decisions on your behalf. And you make, you let them solve problems better than you will ever do. And then it becomes something that's not just something they do, but if they, they, they get kind of put their fingerprint on the entire company. And that's really what makes it powerful for every single person in the company. Absolutely. To be honest, master plan is in my fabric at this point. Like it is not something I have to clock in and clock out of. Yeah. I want to see the best for this business. And if you put the right people in the right spots in your own companies, you're going to see the same thing happen. And it's a beautiful thing when it actually does but it all starts with trust. Yes, and communication. Absolutely starts yes. with trust. That's her first piece. And so any of you uh, guys, girls out there that are looking to expand and bring in somebody for the front lines to take the pressure off of that, you know, it's, it's a very important part of this. It's one of the biggest challenges because it's easy to hire, you know, people for the field like, OK, well, do you know how to lay pavers? Do you know how to plant bushes? Do you know how to do irrigation? You know, fill in the blank. Uh, they can say, yes, they have that experience. That's great. But when it comes to inner office, you know, a lot of times we start businesses and this just becomes something we have to handle. Right. Because our passion isn't in running the books or running the, uh, you know, uh, accounts receivable, payable, all that stuff. We like to build cool shit. We like to design. We like to build. We like to to enjoy that part of the business. But some other parts we might not enjoy. And that's OK. It's finding someone who lights up in that someone who loves to organize things, someone who loves to be part of the team. But their their skill set is in. Uh, and managing all the, 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 the joints between things, if you will, so that the entire object can move. You know, and it, it's so important to, to know that. But if you're looking to, to bring somebody in, you know, the important part is first to just find somebody with a good personality that you can connect with 
and let them know. And I think I actually said this on our interview. You know, if you're looking to to get up on a team that is, uh, you know, looks like all you see is railroad tracks ahead. You get on a train. It's the same thing every day. You can kind of figure everything out. It's coming. You know what's happening. Certainty is the thing. I said, then this is not the uh, the job opportunity for you. Expect to be on a dune buggy. Every day is going to be new. We never know what the weather is going to do. This is just what it is. So if you want to train, go somewhere else. If you want a dune buggy and want to have some fun, this is what we're doing. And you're like, all right, sounds good. <laughs> and, and off we went. I'm on my seventh helmet by now, right? <laughs> exactly. But uh, again, starting out that way is going to get you started. So just pull the trigger get it done. Bring somebody in. The right person will connect with you and they will start to see their value right away if you give them the autonomy to do that. And just be open to not knowing everything. Be very clear with that person that you don't know everything and that you want to build this together. The next thing you know, that person is going to start opening up and coming up with ideas and solutions. And, you know, you're going to look back in six months to a year and be like, how did I ever live without her doing that or him doing that? It's like, holy moly. Wow. Like now I have time. I can free up and work on the business instead of in it all the time. I can think about next steps. I can create a mission plan. I can I can actually think about watching my numbers to make sure that I am profitable and and all of these things and how to build the team and all that kind of stuff. You have more time so you can start focusing on the things to keep the team healthy. That, that'll be your next move. And that's the whole other podcast when it comes to re-identifying yourself and your role in your business. But at this point, Becky, is there anything else you want to bestow upon our listeners that will uh, blow their minds and or just make them smile? Oh, so so much pressure. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that question. It's the doom buggy. Um, <laughs> I was just going to say, this is another, another journey, right? Yep. Um, I mean, pretty much I have said in a nutshell, and I still believe it, just trust in your people. They will prove themselves to you. They will help your business. They will absolutely just blow you away. Um, look for the people with experience that you might not consider relatable, but totally is. Anyone in the restaurant industry, they have severe, severe set of skills that will benefit your office. They can think on their feet. They can move fast. They can please people. Like there are so many relatable attributes from someone that works as a server or a hostess or something like that. So not everything has to be trade to trade. I had, I was a server. I was a hostess. I was everything, a busser way back in the day going through college and things like that. But those are the soft skills that you need to be successful in business that you might not get otherwise if you know, you don't have those opportunities. So don't look at a resume and say, oh, they were a server for four years. Why would I even look at that? Look at that. Trust me, look at that. They are going to bring some crazy, awesome solutions to your company. So don't think that not everyone is a fit because it's not directly related to what you're doing. Mm. So definitely keep an open mind in that regard too. That is like my little tidbit, my little golden nugget for this conversation recognize that there are stars where you don't think they're relatable. No, I love that. And it's true. And I was in the restaurant industry for almost four years, so I can absolutely relate and know that those are skills that you can move anywhere. And there's something that is only learned in the fire and that is the fire right there. So uh, very mm-hmm. important. But Becky, it's been uh, you know a pleasure having you on board here. I'm sure you'll be back. I'd love to continue this conversation so our listeners can understand what it's like to transition and bring somebody into the front lines. 
Um, we also have at Yes Express here, we actually have what we call our frontline mastermind. And that's where Becky shares so much of her information and her systems processes, thought processes, how we handle all kinds of stuff on the front lines of our businesses. She has an entire mastermind. They meet once a week. It's women only. So guys, sorry, you're going to have to just keep, uh, you know, on your own side there, but uh, they don't even let me into this group. So point is that they go in there and they talk about all the stuff that they're dealing with on the front line. So if you're new in business and you don't know where to start um, or you're a seasoned professional and you're looking to hire people to come in and start taking more of the front lines off or hell, you are the front lines and you're like, you know what? I just would love to have somebody in my corner to help me out. That's what the frontline mastermind is all about. So Becky, how can they find you for that? So you can actually send an email to hello at yes.express. Uh, you know, let us know what you're struggling with, what you want help with. If you have someone on your team that you think could benefit from something like the Frontline Mastermind, we discuss such a plethora of topics. It is, you know, topics from answering that first phone call, how to handle uh, clients that are not really manageable, how to keep composure to AR, AP, time management, organization. There are so many things heavy topics, light topics, and we also have open forum. Uh, so once or twice a month, we'll just not have a topic at all. Tell me what's going on in your office. Tell me what you're struggling with. Tell me the wins that you had that week. Let's actually create an awesome, really tight tribe here. You know, we need to band together because we're going to be the most successful when we have our network. You know, oh. we are pretty much we're pretty much responsible to, you know, get a job, be in the office and just toil away and use our own grit and our own expertise to figure things out. We don't really have a support system, but this frontline mastermind is that support system for women on the front lines and everyone in design, design, build industry. It is such, I enjoy it. It is such a beautiful place to be weekly that I get to connect with everyone and we get to talk about the goods and the bads and solve problems. You know, I, I think it's a, a really great place to have that that support system. So, again, hello at yes.express. You can send an email. We'll set up a phone call. We can have a chat, see if it's going to make sense for you guys. But I'm always looking to help. That's that's what I love to do. I love to help. I love to connect with people. Um, so don't ever hesitate to reach out to me. I, I just I'm looking forward to hearing from you guys. Awesome, Becky. I appreciate that. And yes, again, so if, if you need support, want support, would love the idea of support, or you just want to support your team, great way to do it. And uh, those gals, they, they talk about all kinds of amazing things. It's really quite cool. So anyway, um, thank you for listening. And as you know, our, our goal here is always to impact and empower as many human beings as we possibly can. Um, and, you know, we set a target at 2 million. We're, we're really quickly uh, approaching that. And uh, it's because of everyone out there listening and sharing. And it's just, it, it's such a, uh, I don't know, it hits me right in the heart every time I see people sharing the uh, different episodes. You know, if you know somebody that could benefit from this episode, share it with them. It doesn't cost you anything. Uh, even leave a review for us. Let us know how we're doing. You know, our goal is to bring you amazing content so that you can grow your business. You can leave a better you know, lead a better life and and continually feel fulfilled and successful each and every day. So hopefully this podcast is helping you with that. And if you guys have any questions or want anything discussed on the podcast between Becky and myself or even our, our different uh, people on the podcast that come on as our guests, throw it out to us, shoot it to us. I'd love to, you know, see what's on your minds and we'd love to talk about it because, you know, we're an open book here. None of this is scripted. All of this is off the cuff and uh, we really have no rules here except for having great content and dropping nuggets and interviewing cool people. So Becky, thank you for coming on and everyone else. We'll talk next week. Thank you for having me.